0: Hey, listen to Commander Cook Coat Podcast, episode 136. I'm Brando, I'm here with Ryan, and here we're going to do the second part of our Squeezing Shit from coal. set review. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan, we're back for yet another Whirlwind Adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're going to go into the best of the rest as we try and squeeze the shit out of this, uh, <laughs> it this set. It
1: even makes sense. You're <laughs> squeezing shit from coal? Yeah. Last Like yesterday, last episode, it was something about making diamonds?
0: Well, you know what? We've squeezed the diamonds and now there's nothing left but shit. And we're going to squeeze it into coal or something. Yeah. Well, And coal you can squeeze into diamonds. It's, per- it's the circle of life, Ryan.
1: I the circle life. Okay. And we're going to okay.
0: jump right into the circle. We're going to take the spiral all the way down. But first, we have to say this big thank you to our official sponsor, face2face FaceToFaceGames.com. They're
1: Canada's biggest magic store. Very much so. And I have queued up on my computer, right in front of my face, the Commander 2019 product page from face2face FaceToFaceGames.com that has the four decks together as a bundle and each individual deck. And we're going to go into the rest of the product, I guess, that isn't all the commanders or the legendary creatures. Yeah. And I guess there's just, there's a little bit of price, some business first though, of course, I guess there's some differences in price and and stuff that we're going to talk about, but we do have some business to get through first, some new patron shout outs. Yes. Yes, very much so. I'm going to be thinking about this conversation as I'm at the airport drinking, uploading this show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's excellent. Also, speaking of face2facegames.com, if you go down there, leave a comment on any of the episodes you find on the page, you get yourself entered to win 25 good dollars.
1: Ooh, good on dollars. That
0: site. Yeah, good clean dollars. Yeah, good clean Canadian dollars <laughs> you can spend on magic cards at face2facegames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. I just wanted to throw that in another time.
1: Very excellent. That's pretty good. We, and I'll, uh, this is just a little teaser, actually, before we get into patron shout outs, we have some product that's being sent our way. Ooh. From face-to-face games, we will be jamming games in Las Vegas throughout the week, weekend, Wednesday through Sunday. And we'll be giving it out to some awesome members of CCO Nation, some lucky listeners, some whatever you guys want to call yourself when you jam against us, some scumbags, some <laughs> some buttholes. <laughs> if you play against us, you could be getting yourself some, some product from face-to-face. I wonder what it's going to be. Who knows? Yeah. We do. We're, well,
0: we do, but we're, we're not going to tell anybody. We're going to wait until we get it and then have it, and then we'll tell it to you. Or give, we'll tell, it when it, tell you what it is when we give it to you. Yeah. yeah not before. Yeah. Not I'm hoping before.
1: that it comes in the mail because it's got to come here before Wednesday. <laughs> 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 so we're going to be doing some giveaways thanks to Face to Face Games. Big thank you to them. Big thank you to our Patreon supporters, patreon.com slash podcast. You can get yourself a signed art card for pledging. You can get yourself a funny nickname. Today's funny nicknames and thank yous. Chris Lemise, Lemis, Lemise. Chris them eyes. Ooh, I wonder if he's a good-looking dude. Definitely, he best he sees very good with them eyes. Oh yeah, he sees very good. His, yeah. his first initial is even a C. Yeah, <laughs> I got there. C them eyes, got it. Next shout out to first namer.
0: Uh oh,
1: Ron Connor. I kind of feel like there's a Terminator reference in there. It
0: rhymes with John Connor. Are you kidding me? (laughs) It does. I really like it when people have nicknames that we can play music to. Yeah, it's so awesome. I don't know how they can make that into a Discord thing, but like... It's cool having you John Connor We're, support the show, man.
1: For sure. We're going to talk to FU Evan, and we are going to find some way to make something like that happen. Maybe we can find, like, all of the notes or something to squeeze them together, like A, B, G, G, B, one with, like, a fucking Nintendo cheat code. You, you know what would be better is if... <laughs> if you have a celebrity-style name like Ron Connor, John Connor's brother, obviously. Definitely. Head over to patreon.com slash cco podcast and we will play sweet music and give you probably a terrible nickname.
0: Absolutely, we will because it's our favorite thing. I don't know why people want those,
1: but I'm happy that that one came up because I love that song very much so. Last shout out of the day another hyphenated name like yesterday, Jesus. something kind of sounding Frenchish. Seth French Dubois, it has oh, got French in its name. <laughs> <laughs> hyphenated last name French Dubois, Dubois, Seth Dubi- French's Dub- Dubois. two boys. French's two boys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you do that at the same time. Maybe two boys are French and him. I don't know how that happens at the same time either. Use your imagination.
0: Nobody Google it. Use your imagination. Welcome aboard, Frenchie.
1: French doobie. (laughs) I like that too. Thank you to everybody and sorry about your terrible nicknames. (laughs) I'm not sorry at all. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Okay. Commander... 19 C19 as we abbreviate it we shortcut it. I mentioned I have face to face commander page up if we like you and I wanted to go online and just buy them all four of them at once 18888 Canadian monies. So that's like 14 bucks American. Yeah, it's like it's like five beaver pelts. Yeah, about yeah. one rack of moose antlers. Yeah. 15 plaid jackets. <laughs> <laughs> Five stinky hockey gloves. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's, after tax, let's call it 200 bucks. Sure. That's 50 bucks a deck, roughly.
0: Sometimes it sucks being Canadian, hey?
1: Yeah. I mean, 50 bucks is lots, but that's not really how they break down. So, um, Mystic Intellect, I'm just going to use them by what colors they are. Like <laughs> the Jeskai deck, 50 bucks. That seems on point. The. Red, green, white, the Naya deck, yep. 50 bucks. That's on point. right on point. The Morph deck, the Saltai one, 55 bucks. Huh. So we would think the last deck, if they're all around 50 to equal a $200 price tag, you'd think the last one would be like $45. Bucks, sure. Right? But no. The the Rakdos, the two-color deck, $70. Bucks. Wow. It's, that's the uh, Geth, right? Maybe, I don't know. The maybe.
0: Child of Geth, tells that guy's name? Geth, Lord of the... Crick son, oh, Crick son of Yogmoth. Crick son of Yogmoth, is in that deck. Yeah, yeah. that's got to be why, right? Yeah, cuz he's he's a $30 card. You as f- as of this recording, he's
1: $30. Usually um the the decks with more colors have the the weird mana bases or the mana rocks or whatever that like drive the price a little bit, but that's not the case here. They gave us a mono black broke mander and he's driving the price up on that product. Cool. Uh, is that is that fine? I I
0: guess. We know which one you're not going to find on the big box shelves.
1: Yeah, that's a thing. You know, we talked about, like, needed reprints in yesterday's Commander, like, the Legendary Creature review. What if all the decks got a needed reprint except for this one, but it's got that totally hot $30 card in it? I think that would be fine. Oh, no, that deck definitely needs a, I was going to say Past in Flames, but no, that goes in the Jeskai deck with Snapcaster Mage, right? Yeah. I don't I think that that would be okay. I think. Yeah, I suppose. That's fine. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily like touching about touching on what they didn't do or what they should have done very much because that's not like the world that we live in, right? Yeah, but we're, we're did. not here
0: to complain about what they didn't do. We're here to talk about what they have done, whether or not it's good. But and there is an opportunity for them to have opened up the reprint book and given us some stuff that they didn't, and I feel that they could or should have.
1: Yeah, um, we touched on it yesterday. I want to touch on it a little bit more with regards to these dexes. Dexes. Mana bases. Where's the city of brass? Right. Yep. Approaching ten bucks. Mana confluence approaching ten bucks.
0: Neither one of those have seen the light of day in this set.
1: How about shocklands?
0: Yeah, or even even like exotic orchard or oh, reflecting yeah. pool. Yeah, or-
1: reflecting pool would have been a good one. I guess fetchlands are, or sorry, not Fetchlands, Shocklands are in standard right now. They're the cheapest they've ever been. But they're
0: never gonna. They're
1: not getting any cheaper.
0: But they're not going up really. So I don't think printing them in this product would have hurt the value or made the decks ridiculous expensive at the store.
1: Yeah. You add between, you know, five and $8 after reprinting them, they go down to between five and $8 if they're eight to 10 now. And the only one, like the Rakdos one, the deck that's already the most expensive only gets one shock land. So it's going to be worth a couple dollars more than it is yeah. instead of like getting three shock lands, like or five shock lands or whatever, like the other ones would get. Yeah. That's fine. That, yeah. It's, it's good. That'd I don't know. How about instead of talking about what they didn't do, let's talk about what they did do. I guess. So Yeah, I guess. I guess we can do that, Ron. Let's just do everything you want to do. Let's go drink beer. Let's go to a room that has air conditioning.
0: Yeah, that'd be good.
1: Let's. I was going to say, let's go have a shower, but let's do that individually. Yes. <laughs> um, also, quick
0: to point out, um, $200 gets you all four decks from face2facegames.com. Yeah. If you were to go to face2facegames.com, put all of the singles into your shopping cart you would probably be looking at about
1: $500. Yeah, and, and so the value that's is like a in good the, deal, right? The,
0: the value for the decks this year, I think, are there. Whether or not you want the cards, need the cards, whatever, if you're going to go out and plunk down some money for one of these things, you're getting what you're paying for it this year, and I think that's really important.
1: Yeah, I think if you took all the rare cards or whatever, and if they totaled like all the rare cards, Lightning, Greaves, Sol Ring, Solemn, Simulacrum, and you just totaled them. Are they going to equal 50 bucks? Yeah, probably. Are you going to play them all? Yeah, probably. Then you have maybe, you know, 85 or 90 other cards that you also get for free. Yeah,
0: that you might play. You might some, trade them some into something else. Some of them are land, else. but... You'll... It's good. It's, it's a good product this year, and I'm happy with it.
1: Okay, good. I, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. So we're going to start with the new cards that were printed in this product in alphabetical
0: and wooburg order
1: and then we're going to go to the reprints in the same order yes so what in the how many did we get seven new just mono white cards anything jumping out at you
0: there's a couple um first one that jumps out at me just because i hate when they do this is commander's insignia White, white two for an enchantment of creatures you control get plus one plus one for each time your commander has been played from the command zone in this game. Mm. I hate those cards. You don't like them. I don't like because it it's like I'm doing really bad. Give me a benefit. Oh, Krenko's died six times. I guess <laughs> I'll play. Like, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I'm not saying well, I can't abuse this, so it sucks. It's like a, it's just a card that doesn't do anything if you haven't played your commander. And if your deck is going well and the game's going good for you, you might as well just play Glorious Anthem because it costs one less mana and does the same thing.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking of this in old school, original Voltron deck, Isumaru, Hound of Konda? Yeah. Because you're going to play that card, like, he's 2-1 legendary dog, whatever, for just white. Hound. Hound? You're going to play him, like, three or four times in a game.
0: Yeah, so he'd make all of your... Because you're going wide in your Voltron deck.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah, you like, got me.
0: They're just they're bad cards. They printed one in each deck from last year's product, whereas like you get to copy it for each time you've played your commander and the and card just, costs like hundred.
1: Yeah, they casted or they costed them like just outrageously high.
0: It's it's stupid. It's stupid. I just I don't like it. I don't like it. So that's that's my negative thing that I'm gonna say. This is the card that I think is the worst out of the whole set.
1: <laughs> the, whole set? the whole set I don't know
0: about that. I think it's the worst. Nah, actually, that's not true. There's a card that got me way more lit up. We'll get to that one later.
1: Okay, yeah, I bet you everybody can't wait to hear Brando just go off. That's some people's favorite thing is just when you lose your shit. I don't know why. Why do people want this? I don't, I don't, I don't know. What about what about Savine's Reclamation? I like this card because it's secretly like I think Wizards is still trying to find that there's like a three or four way balancing act where they have to find what's good enough but still on point or on color pie and fun. You know what I mean? And Savine's Reclamation is kind of them tweaking knobs to find where that balancing point is in those three things. Where it's uh, white, two, sorcery, return, target, permanent card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. If you cast this card from your graveyard, you can copy it and get two things. Its flashback is white and four. I like that card. So it, it does what Sun Titan does. And it does what Sun Titan does two more times when you cast it for five from your graveyard. First it's a Sun Titan, then it's a Sun Titan with haste. (laughs) (laughs) With no 6-6 attached, but... Yeah, well, yeah, but still, you get all your stuff You're getting something back that you had to have in the first place, right? So it's not actually, like, drawing something new like you would off the top of your deck. But if you had something that somebody wanted to kill in the first place, getting it back isn't going to be terrible. You get back your Damning Sphere. Or your winter orb. I'm
0: playing it in Stacks Traxa. You're playing this card? Mm-hmm. Gets my stacks pieces back.
1: Yeah. What what things do you have to sacrifice? It can get back your tangleware. Yeah. It can get back your smokestacks when you want to get it back. Yeah. Yeah, this oh no it doesn't get smoke no, stacks yeah, because it gets four. four. Yeah.
0: But it's good. I don't know. Like it gets me my stuff back or if my stuff gets F with I can get it back. It's so, a cool card. I like this one.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's white card advantage. It is costed fairly or appropriately and it's probably fun because you can it's in, it lets you play your stuff again and that's always cool it's a good feeling what about mandate of peace like mandate of peace yeah that is a weird one too okay so instant for white one cast this spell only during combat that's a little bit of an awkward thing on it's a, a card. timing right? thing yeah yeah your opponents can't cast spells this turn so this punishes your no sorry there's more End the combat phase. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You just end it. This punishes your opponents for untap, upkeep, draw, going straight to combat and not doing anything main phase one. And typically, like, main phase two is a better time to do stuff because you've taken actions, you've seen more of your opponent's tricks or how they react to what you're doing, which tells you how they value whatever they have that's hidden from you. If they do that, you can get them because they move to combat and you just go, yep, end the combat, and you can't cast spells, and you missed your opportunity during main phase one to do that. This I, is a tricksy card.
0: I think this is going to be a tricky card to actually play with and not tell your opponents that you have it.
1: Cause Why? Because
0: so, oh. so many times you're going to go, let's say early game, right? You're going to go land, draw, like draw, play land, dot, 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 go. Well, where was your combat step? When did you do all that stuff? It, yeah. It, I mean, that, that only really comes into play really early in the game maybe when you're but if you really want to disrupt that really fast deck like maybe they are going untap up keep draw skip my first main step go straight to combat go to main phase 2 and now we're going to play some stuff like we don't you don't know
1: Yeah, what's the what's the other card like this? Um not silence, but Orms Chant. Orms Chant. Orms yeah. Chant is like this and I think if if you're concerned and you want to like silence your opponent make make them not be able to cast spells and an Orms Chant doesn't let them attack right
0: they can't attack or play spells
1: yeah if you kick it yeah this does the same thing so if you want that you want this probably yeah it does make it difficult to like kind of insert it where you want it early game when everybody's just shortcutting everything but you're fairly confident when combat's happening on turn 10 when they cast their crater hoof and you're the only player left and they go crater hoof die no end combat sorry like, before you attack, end the combat. Yeah. That's when I think you're going to play this, and that's where it just serves its function.
0: You can also wait for them to attack and then end combat because they still don't do no damage, and all their shit's tapped now.
1: Yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah, then all your all their shit's tapped. That's right. Nice swing, bro. Uh, What else? You can also, and just just a word, I don't know how relevant this is, but you can also, at end of combat step, so after all the attackings happened, if for whatever reason you wanted to cast it then, after everything's tapped and all everything happened, let's say I was attacking F.U. Smitty and you wanted me to attack him and hit, hit him and kill him and I had all my mana left open, you could have that happen, that at end of combat step, you could cast it on me and then I couldn't cast spells for the end of the turn or until the end of the turn.
0: You could also, if you have a bunch of guys with first strike, you could do all of your damage... <laughs> And then you end the combat before oh, the crackback. Oh, <laughs> that is so
1: good. Holy, we could just create scenarios all day oh, like yeah. that. This card is insane. And I'm I'm happy it's I'm happy it's here. Okay, that's a good one. We like that one. Um, blue? I don't know. There's there's more white cards, but we're gonna be like doing a five hour set review if we don't just like hit a couple really in depth like that and move on. I like in blue sudden substitution. It it looks like it should have split second.
0: It's because it does, Ryan. It
1: does. Yes, it does. <laughs> Very excellent. It's an instant with split second for blue, blue two, and it's got that split second line down the middle. Yeah, right? dude, I like that. Exchange control of target non-creature spell and target creature. Then the spell's controller may choose new targets for the spell. I like that. You pick a spell on the stack and a creature, and it goes both ways. You can you can cast a spell, and I can give you a creature, and I get their spell. Or if you've got a spell on the stack. Or I could cast a creature. How does this fucking card work?
0: (laughs) What the hell? You can take a spell on the stack and exchange it with a creature. Can you take a... No, you can't take a... You have to take a non-creature spell. But, like, it's... If somebody's playing something and you want somebody else to have it or you want it, you can switch one of your creatures with a dude. This is a cool card.
1: I could cast an instant... I can cast a spell and take your creature. Yes. Or... You can cast a spell and I can give you a creature and I get the spell. Yes. So, so that's why it goes both ways. So yeah. I was right.
0: Yeah. This is a really cool spell. I like this. Yeah. I like this a lot.
1: Is 4 too much mana?
0: No, not for an effect like this. Cuz yeah. you you go time stretch and then I'm like, "Nah, dude, you take this plant token and I'm going to get a time stretch." That's for what this four card. 4 mana, does. but you got to yeah.
1: leave 4 mana open. That's fine. You're always going to get a good rate on it, right? I'm not going to steal your Llanowar Elf. I'm not going to steal your, like, Cultivate. You're going to get
0: something that costs at least four.
1: Yeah, but you have to have four up front, you know what I mean?
0: And it would be a huge blowout. Oh, oh, you're rifting me? Hang on a second, honeypot. Give me a second. You can have this shitty whatever it is because it's going to go back to my hand anyway.
1: Oh, fuck. You got me.
0: <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> would just be the blowout of the century, you're eh? Like, this is a cool card, and I'm happy that it exists.
1: You can have my you can have my Snapcaster Mage that you're fucking going to get <laughs> rifted. Yes. And it's going to go back to my hand so I can sudden s- substitution you again. Yeah. Oh. Snapcaster Tax. Hey, just add two to whatever spell you want to cast for the second time. Brutal. It's like your Commander Tax, except it's a Snapback Cast. <laughs> Dang. So that's
0: probably I think that's probably the coolest blue thing. I think leadership vacuum got a lot of press. It bounces a thing back to the command zone.
1: Target player returns. So this gets around command easy hexproof or shroud. Yeah. Nice lightning greaves bud. Yeah. You know what I mean? Target you. Nice protection from blue. What has protection from blue? Nothing. Nice lightning <laughs> greaves, bud. Yeah, yeah, like
0: it's good. Mass Diminish is another good one we talked about. Makes everything into one ones at their base. So it's kind of cool.
1: It's a sorcery. Yeah. And they keep their abilities. Yeah. It got flashback, though. I don't know. It's okay. It's not a bad card. It's just, it's neat. I can't, I can't mass diminish and then just, like, kill all your dudes by blocking them. Yeah.
0: Mm. You have to mass diminish and then kill them all by pyroclasming them.
1: It's not terrible. Not at all. Should we move on to the, some black stuff? Yeah. Here's what I'm pumped about. I like Bone Miser. Bone Miser? Look familiar, right? It's the dude from Waste Not. Yeah, That was one of the other arts that we could have picked as uh, you make the card uh, three or whatever it was.
0: Oh, I like that. And he's wearing somebody's face as his sleeve. I just noticed that.
1: That's messed up, dude. He kind of. That kind of looks like Voldemort from Harry Potter on there, (laughs) doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. He's a... Bone Miser
0: is a 4-4 zombie wizard for black four. Whenever you discard a creature card, you get a 2-2 black zombie. Whenever you discard a land card, you get black black. Whenever you discard a non-creature, non-land card, draw a card.
1: So that goes straight into your... Zombie discard tribal. Straight into it. Straight in, because it is a zombie, and it says when you discard. I might even replace the Waste
0: Knot with it. (laughs) That's not terrible. I probably won't, but that's a really good
1: card. I'm really, 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 really happy, again, that this exists. Discard a land card, get black, 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 black. Yeah, you probably keep the Waste Knot in there. (laughs) Yeah. Discard a non-creature, non-land, draw two cards. Pretty good. Probably keep the Waste Knot in there. (laughs) Yeah. Discard your call to the netherworld and cast it for zero. Draw two. Get a guy back from my hand. That's like draw three. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I like that lot I like, get this, Curse of Fool's Wisdom. This has got madness, so this goes into the Anya deck that you just pitch it because you don't give a shit. It's got madness, so you get rid of it, and you just draw cards and go infinite. <clears throat> but if you don't, <laughs> if you just wanted to use this like a, a regular fair normie, you could go black, black, four, enchant a player. It's a curse. Whenever enchanted player draws a card... They lose two life, and you gain two life. You could madness it for black three. This doesn't say enchant player. This says enchant player who has Rhystic Study. Never pay the one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this says. It's just, or um, insert um, Mystic Remora as well.
0: Yeah, nice uh, Sphinx. What's, is it the Sphinx. Consecrated Sphinx, Nice too. constipated yeah. Sphinx, bro.
1: Ooh, man. Lose
0: two life. You can punish that guy that's getting all that value. I, I like doing that.
1: Yeah, I wish that I wish it was like every time enchanted player draws a card, I draw a card and lose a life. <laughs> I would just, I would take this trade. Yes, you can draw. I will draw also, but I'll lose a life. That feels very black, but I mean that's not what it does. And I'm punishing the Ristic study player. And I'm just going to announce when I cast this curse. You, I'm never paying the one. Go ham because yeah. everybody else is still going to target you. Yeah, because <laughs> you're still going <laughs> to ask them if they're paying the one. You're still being a douche. <laughs> yeah. We talked about Crick. What about, that's like kind of the next black thing I wanted to talk about, but what about Mire um, in Misery? We talked with um, uh, Dean Goody at Grubfellow on Twitter about this card a little bit. This is a sorcery for black one. Each opponent sacks a creature or enchantment.
0: Cool that black gets some enchantment removal. But, but is it ha- though? I'm not happy that black gets enchantment removal because I'm... But,
1: but, but is it enchantment removal is, is what I was asking. Not ever. Unless they have zero creatures.
0: Unless they have zero creatures and only one enchantment. Yeah. Because I promise you this will never, ever hit the thing that you want it to unless you do a whole lot of work.
1: You know what I want? I want people to tweet at Brando... At Cecil Brando on Twitter, their board state when they get an enchantment of my and misery. Just flood his fucking Twitter. Yeah, everybody. Send, me, send me the picture. <laughs> when you
0: get the enchantment you want, it can't just oh, be an yeah, enchantment. Yeah. It has to be the very one that you want to get rid of.
1: Yeah, and it can't be. It, it has can't to be, be the a divine vis- study. Yeah. It, it has to be the
0: divine visitation. It has to be. Uh, Mirari's Mist- Wake Yeah, it has, to be it has to be something big
1: And it can't be a Ristic Study When there's a Curse of Fool's Wisdom on there Yes It <laughs> can't be that Yes It's got oddly specific <laughs> but, but it has uh, to be Major something Misery, good. I mean It's a Sorcery Speed Edict effect Which we've seen before and is fine Instant Speed versions are available A la Liliana's Triumph and like Diabolic Edict That's fine You'll get stuff with it, it's cool Yeah I like this spell, I like this card but, uh, I mean, it's not going to get enchantments as much as we want it to. What about... um? How on. about the Hadouken-throwing monkey snake? That is a Hadouken-throwing
0: monkey snake. You're Th- right. Thieving Amalgam, 6-7, black-black-5 at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep. You upkeep, you manifest the top card of that player's library. You get it, so it flips over, it comes into play under your control as a 2-2 bro. And there's there's more to it, but I don't know. I don't really like that card that much, but why the fuck is it a snake? And why isn't it blue or green, so that I can put it in with my other snakes?
1: Ah, uh, it is a snake. Yeah, they're they're specifically trolling you now. Yeah, like
0: it's like they've heard all the bad stuff I've said about them, and now they're they're just giving me the finger.
1: Yeah, it's like they heard all the bad stuff we were saying about them. They didn't give us a preview card, and they gave you a black snake. <laughs> 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 um, what about um, Nightmare Unmaking? I wish that this had entwine, but. It doesn't. It's black, black, three, choose one, exile each creature with power greater than the number of cards in your hand, or exile each creature with power less than the number of cards in your hand.
0: Well, I assume you just play it in that the madness deck where you don't have any cards in your hand and just get them all.
1: Oh, yeah. I never thought about having zero cards in my hand. Yeah. That's not terrible. Yeah, that's not a bad card. It's a good card. It's a five mana, like, you can save some of your own guys. Sweeper effect. Yeah, you, it, you can you can fabricate scenarios where that's good,
0: and it exiles them, so it gets indestructible shit. It gets super huge. St- it's it's a good card. Should we move on to red. Yeah, there's a couple couple really good cards in red. Hey, should we just stop the presses and talk about Dockside Extortionist? Because this card is off the chain.
1: This card has a very real upside and an also real downside that we don't care about <laughs> yeah the down who
0: gives a shit about the downside man it's a one two goblin pirate nyar
1: okay <laughs> for
0: red one when he enters the battlefield you get X treasure tokens where X is the number of artifacts and enchantments your opponents control. There is no downside to
1: that other than your opponents have permanence. Well they could have zero artifacts and enchantments. Well then you wouldn't play him yet. Yep yeah, then then he's not Are you then play, he's useless.
0: Are you playing
1: E D H, Ryan? Yes. Every I, I, deck plays a this, Sol Ring. Every This deck is the plays veil, a- very real upside. Yeah, like this
0: yeah. this guy is going to get you treasure tokens every time you play him, and it's probably going to be more than two.
1: Yeah, if you want to cast him on turn two to just, like, get two mana back out of him because somebody went Sol Ring Signet, and you just want a free goblin, like, that doesn't do very much, right? right? If you want to, like play him on turn six or seven when the game is in full swing and your three opponents that are still alive all have one or two artifacts or enchantments, he'll he'll net you mana, which is cool. Being a goblin is pure gravy because you can net three, four, five mana off of him and probably turn that into two or three other goblins that are also in your hand. Yeah. Or card draw spells in Zada. Yeah. And in my Zada deck, Goblin really matters with things like uh, Brightstone Ritual, right? Yep. Where I get mana for every goblin I have, and this guy just gives me more of that. Let's talk about the actual downside of this card, Ryan. It costs 14 bucks. Yes. And I need three of them. Is this, and it doesn't exist in foil. Yeah. I think somebody might be painting cards. It might yeah. be me. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: this guy goes in in Cranko because he gives me access to a second Cranko if somebody kills him the first time. Huh? He goes in Omnath. What, do you, what Hold on, what do, you, what do you mean? Well, because Cranko dies, and like I only have five land in that deck, so I'm not going to play Cranko again. Oh, this I understand. This guy gets me another Cranko for free. This guy gets you
1: Cranko mana to play Cranko again after he dies. Yep. Yeah,
0: and he goes in Omnath because he gives me that critical mass of mana that I need to either play Omnath again or play all of my stuff to make him win. Yep. And what other deck did I want to put him in? My coin flipping deck because I have a... Brutaclad, and all of those treasure tokens can turn into something else. Yes. So it goes from casual to competitive, how often I want to play this guy, and every time it's awesome.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Like in Zada, I talked about playing him on turn 2 or 3 and it not meaning a whole ton. It means a ton in that deck because everybody's playing 0 and 1 drop mana rocks, so he could net me 3 or 4 mana. He could net me 3 or 4 mana on turn 3,
0: yeah. right? He, he punishes that guy that has that... Blazing fast opening hand. Land, Sol, Ring, Signet, Mana Crypt, Mana Vault.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He he very much acts like a little bit of a ritual that you just have to work around, right? It's like casting um, Priest of Urbrask or Priest of Gix and having like the mana reducing cards like a Helm of Awakening. So you're netting a mana off of it. But this costs one less mana and gives you more mana. So good. This card is, yeah, this card is good. This is, this good is in one. an Anya deck too, isn't it? This is another one that's maybe driving that $70 price tag? Yeah, I okay. think
0: so. It's it's a very good card. Is there any other red stuff?
1: Uh, you mentioned a couple before when we were talking. What did you, like, is Ignite the Future? Is that card good? That's kind of like red card draw. Anya's Ravenger is kind of red card draw. Whenever Anya's Ravenger attacks, discard your hand, then draw three cards, and it has to attack each turn. Uh, I don't
0: I don't like that it has to attack each turn. I think it's a cool card, but I think there is a really real downside there. Yeah. And I think the downside might outweigh the upside in particular. You could really hose yourself with that what one.
1: What about Ignite the Future? Last red card. You like this one? Source, here I'll, I'll give it a read here. It's Sorcery for red three. Exile the top three cards of your library until end of turn. You can cast them. You uh, If you cast this spell from your graveyard... You can cast those cards without paying their mana cost.
0: I like that part. And
1: the yeah, but the flashback is red seven. Yeah, it's a lot. So you pay eight, and then you can just cash it for free.
0: I think it's a card that's fine, but I don't know. Without some pretty hefty top deck manipulation, I think that it kind of costs itself out of being yeah, amazing. Yeah, why
1: doesn't why doesn't it cost red one and then flashback for red seven? Ah, yeah, you, no, have to, you have I'm to soft in, on this. You card.
0: invest four lose possibly three cards. You're down four mana. You have to play this. It's just not as good as I think it could be.
1: Yeah, is there any is there any way that we cast it from our graveyard for free? I'm sure we hey, can. You know what? Way. If Past in Flames was in the flashback deck like I said, we could cast Past in Flames and then cast this for its regular mana cost instead of its flashback cost, right? And then we have yeah. all our other instants and sorceries in our graveyard that also have flashback at that point.
0: And you are casting it from your graveyard if you're casting it with past inflames. Yeah, because so, it yeah. gains
1: flashback equal to its casting cost. Yeah, it true. also still has flashback equal to 8, if that matters. Yeah, but... if you want to be a scud and <laughs> yeah. not play properly, yeah. Let's move on to green. What do you like? I like Apex Ultasaur.
0: I like this card lots. It's a dinosaur, so it speaks to my inner Timmy. It is a 10-10 for green-green 7. That's a 10-10 for 9. So that's already pretty okay. When it enters the battlefield, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. It has enrage. Whenever it's dealt damage, it fights up to one creature you don't control. So it just kills This thing fights until it dies. It fights all sorts of creatures. It fights every
1: single one one on the table. Yeah. It fights almost every two, two, and three, three on the table. Yeah. Mind you probably not on turn nine when you cast it, but if you can cast it early, it's like a one sided board wipe. If you get it out of an egg. This is yeah, this is your this is your green one sided board wipe. This is Green Cyclonic Rift. I'm, I'm calling it now. I like that. Green Rift. Grift. Okay, what about Sorcery Green XX Full Flowering? Vol- don't don't Google that. Definitely don't Google that. Okay.
0: Um, populate X times.
1: Full Frontal Flowering. Triple don't, F podcast. Don't
0: Google that either. No. Anybody who listened to last night, yesterday's episode, will know how I feel about this card. I think it sucks because it says Populate on it.
1: What about if you populate elemental tokens in Omnath? You have tons of mana, and like, okay, I'm not going to... Omnath costs 14, or you can pay 13, like green and then 12, and populate uh, six times? Six more 5-5s?
0: I just play that many land. I'll just play land.
1: You just play Omnath and then just play that many land? Yeah. (laughs) This card's probably fine in your Omnath deck. It's fine. I won't... I'm I'm not playing
0: it, because it's... I just don't think it's good enough, and I think populate's terrible.
1: Yeah, I wish it was. I wish populate was like just copy the creature, but that's too blue. You gotta populate a token, right? Yeah. I guess populate. We should say to populate, create a token that's a copy of a creature token you control. Do this x times. You <laughs> <It> could <laughs> populate x times. There's
0: all sorts of, there's all sorts of crazy shit you can do
1: with it. Like if you have a mimic bat or
0: something, you could do all kinds of craziness with it. Just, I just don't like it. Oh yeah, mimic vat would do it, right? Yeah, like I'll, I'll mimic I'll mimic vat my Omnath, and then populate him a whole bunch of times. Then
1: Omnath's in your graveyard, FYI. Oh no, because you exile y- it when you exile it when it dies, you can commands on it.
0: Yeah, when the as a
1: replacement effect, so you can do it. Yeah,
0: when the mimic vat dies, you just put him back in the zone. It's fine. Yeah, but anyways, it's whatever. Card's fine.
1: What's the next one?
0: Oran Fang. I really like this card, and
1: it's green, and it's a snake. Okay. Thanks, Wizards. 2-6 two, two for green-green 3. Attacking creatures you control have death touch. Hell yeah. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Yeah, so it's dude. So Orin Reef Viper?
0: It's... Orin... Orin,
1: Orin Viper, is it Orin, Orin, Viper? Viper? Orin Viper? It's got Death Touch and it, it, it hits a player you draw a card, but this is for all creatures you control now. Yeah, it gives all your dudes, and this
0: thing doesn't have to attack, so it's just your attacking dudes have Death Touch and Ophidian, and that's awesome.
1: Yeah. I like this card. Yeah, that's that is, that is that's a powerful card. And there. it's got a
0: big scary mouth on it, which I like. I wish this came in foil, because I would buy foil ones. I like it. Yeah, that's cool. I, again, here, here I'm saying it again, I'm really happy this card exists. Wow, that is a lot of cards in this product that you are rock hard on. I'm very excited for, yeah. And I like that, right? Because I'm, I'm, I am was kind of medium, middle of the road of it. And then the more I look at it, it's like, yeah, there's some cool stuff in here.
1: That's exciting. Okay, one last or maybe two last green cards. Let's talk about Road of Return. Green, green, sorcery, choose one. Return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. Put your commander into your hand from your command zone. Entwine two. I like it. If you are looking at playing a regrowth effect, regrowth gets you anything. This only gets you a permanent. Uh, how often, when you're not pairing it with blue, how often are you getting a permanent with regrowth? Fairly often. Most of the time, it's either yeah. going to
0: be a permanent or it's going to be a genesis wave. Those are the two things I put back in my hand.
1: Yeah, the, in your green deck. Yeah, in you're my probably going to put deck. your like extra turn spell back in your hand if you're playing it with blue. That's yes. probably better. But um, and then put your commander into your hand from your command zone. Is that upside, or is like the regrowth effect the upside?
0: I think the regrowth is probably what the card is meant for, but it gives you that, that benefit if you're playing a Voltron deck or a strategy that really relies on your commander, your commander keeps dying. I Omnath think, costs I a, think lot it's, I think a lot of money. I think it's two yeah.
1: mana to avoid commander tax, right? So if your commander's died a few times, you just pay two mana, then you can cast your commander, right? If you want to pay an extra two, you can just incidentally get something back.
0: Yeah, I think that's cool. I think both of those effects, when you get the one you want, and then you can pay two to get the other one, Ooh, I think
1: that's cool. hold on. I got another one. I got another thing here. Return a permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. You can avoid commander tax by letting your commander go to the graveyard, and then you could just go green, green to get it back Yeah, into your hand. Yeah. So you can avoid the commander tax either way. So either could be upside, just like gravy on top of what the card does.
0: I like it. I think it's a cool card.
1: Okay, last green card. 3-3, three, three, Elf Druid. That's probably relevant. Sure. Green Green 2, Voice of Many. Okay, I don't know if I said that or not, but when Voice of Many enters the battlefield, draw a card for each opponent who controls fewer creatures than you. Actually, it being an elf probably means you have more creatures than your opponents. You're probably playing it in an elf deck, or if you're playing
0: it in this sealed meta, you're going to be playing it in the
1: Populate deck, so obviously you'll have lots of people. Dudes. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, does, does this or Harmonize at the four mana slot draw you more cards?
0: I think that Harmonize draws you more consistently cuz I'll bet you in a lot of games you're going to you're playing out in the wild. You're going to run into somebody that just is creatureing harder than you and you're going to draw two cards instead of three and yeah. And it's got like a the maximum is 3 and if you've killed somebody or somebody's You, you know what when, when I mean? you
1: when you're when you want to draw creature cards in your creature deck, you're not going to have creatures. So if this is your only creature, then then it's good. But yeah, Harmonize, Shamanic Revelation, and Rishkar's Expertise are probably all better options. Yes. I think Shamanic Revelation and Harmonize are both in this product as well. The C19 set. So, I don't know. Whatever. Adam, it's, it's fine. On to the multicolored stuff. We covered most of them. I think we covered every single them. one, yeah. We
0: talked about every single one of them yesterday. So, there are some good ones. There are some bad ones. I still don't care about Tarn Garth. So, let's move on to the artifacts. And should we just start with that piece of shit?
1: Aeon Engine?
0: Aeon Engine. That's a thing. I hate this card almost <laughs> as much as I hate the people who are saying, Oh, it's so good, and you can break it with all your comps. No, shut up. <laughs> this card sucks.
1: I think you just hate that this card exists.
0: This card is designed to hose either one person out of the game or do nothing. Nothing.
1: Aeon Engine enters the battlefield tapped for five manas. Tap, exile Aeon Engine... Reverse the game's turn order. Uh, so if the guy, then they hear- give me an example. Let's read this example in parentheses. Sure. For example, if play had proceeded clockwise around the table, it now goes counterclockwise. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. I didn't know
0: that. Yeah, I wasn't sure that that's how that was gonna work.
1: <laughs> that's gold, dang, excellent.
0: Yeah, you know. So if the player to your left is going to win, you can beg the player on your right to save you and not win. Or you can recur it and then just hope that the guy to your left or the guy to your right aren't going to win the game with all the turns you're going to give them. Well, and you, the guy across do, the table from you didn't want to play Magic. You do
1: have to exile it, so it's like a four-card combo to like continuously do it. It's stupid. It's well, stupid. I got, I got one. We'll move on from this. What if... What if... It's just about Jesse's turn, and then you reverse the turn order. That's the one
0: situation where <laughs> I'd play this card, and I would just do it to be spiteful. F you,
1: Jesse. Yeah, I'm down. I hate that card. I hate it. What about Bloodthirsty Blade? I like the picture. Yes. Do you like that It it's an equipment that doesn't have an equip ability? That's neat, hey? That's something different. Equip creature gets plus two, plus O oh, and is goaded. It's just always goaded. It's just always pissed off. <laughs> yeah. One, attach Bloodthirsty Blade to target, creature, and opponent controls. Activate this ability only any time you could cast a sorcery. So, so it's an
0: equipment that equips another player's stuff.
1: Yeah, you, you, you can't equip it to your own creature, and an equip is specifically to your creature. That's how the ability works. So they have to give it an ability that is not equipped and they have to just phonetically write the ability. Yeah. A weird yeah. card. Yeah. What's the flavor text? The weapon wields the hand that holds it. That's, that's a cool card. L-
0: that's like a possessed sword that like takes over your Yeah. In uh actually on our Discord So if you become a patron of the show, you get access to our Discord. Lots of cool stuff happening in there. There was a conversation happening a couple of days ago where people were talking about a series of fantasy novels that I have also read. In those novels, there is a sword called Cutter. I can't say its regular name. It's crazy. It has like a Z and an H, but its nickname is Cutter, and it possesses people's brains to make them fight and or get itself into the hands of a more masterful swordsman than the person that has it currently. Neat. That's yeah, a cool thing,
1: and that's basically what this thing does. Well, I guess so. Yeah, well, that's cool. Um, you mentioned both loving and hating a card. What empowering augment to gener... What is it? <laughs> Empowered auto-generator. Enters the battlefield tapped for four. You can
0: tap it, you put a charge counter on it, and then you get X mana of any one color where X is the number of counters on it.
1: I I don't like cards like that. It's They're one of those cards. they so car- slow. It's like it- a storage land. And
0: they just break. How hard is it to untap an artifact over and over again Ooh. when it exponentially makes more mana for you? Yeah,
1: yeah. Unwinding clock, um, C- clock of eons. That card doesn't break anything, right? Yeah, like it just—it
0: just, nah. it just it doesn't break itself. But like, it's just one of those cards that you know is gonna go in this the fucking artifact. The combo dirtly artifact
1: and, deck. It's like, god damn it! You gotta it, throw those guys some bones.
0: I guess, but why does it have to be like infinite mana bones? They um, already have that shit. They don't need you, any. You got
1: darkside extortionist. You just shut your mouth. <laughs> 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 you got what you wanted. You got what you wanted. Doesn't feel here. This is what I want you to focus on, everybody. Everybody out in CCO nation, focus on how good it feels to get what you want yeah. instead of focusing on how. Um, how bad it is, or how how much you dislike something. Focus on how much you like something. Yeah.
0: Unless it's so the Eon it. engine, feel free to hate on that card all you want.
1: Yeah, I'll yeah. give you that one.
0: Yeah, you can at me if you think that card's good. By the way, because you're you wrong. know
1: that you know that Evan is going to.
0: Of course he is, <laughs> and he's going to get slapped down
1: every time. Every time that you play Oxide Extortionist, just just make that feel so much better than the one time that you're ever going to get Eon engined. That's
0: true. Also, if I play my. Uh my Goblin Pirate, I'm going to get an extra treasure token off that Empowered.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, unless they sack it in response.
0: Yeah, I guess. So, <laughs> then they don't have it either, and that makes me feel really good.
1: Yeah, and that might actually mean that it's your turn sooner, which isn't a terrible thing. Yeah. And we're getting there. We're coming around. We're, we got there. We're we, coming around. We got there. Okay, what do we, what do we got next here? tiller. There's a Scarecrow for four mana, so like, don't play it in your Reaper King deck, because there's better ones that cost like zero, one, and two. This is a good one, Sorry, though. 1 and 2. There's no zero drop scarecrows or Changelings, right? No. No. Okay, no. so 1 and 2. This one costs 4. It's a 1 4 Scarecrow. When it becomes tapped, choose 1. You may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield or return target card from your graveyard, or land card from the graveyard to the battlefield tapped.
0: I like them. So I like you
1: them. you tap them, you get a land back. That goes pretty good with Clock of Eons or yeah. Clock of... Was that is that the right card tap two artifacts to untap target artifact? I think so. Yeah, that that gets you all your land back from your graveyard if yeah. you're clever. Yeah. Like you have to work on tapping him, but I think Scare is a pretty cool card. He's an artifact. There's lots of easy ways to tap him. Yeah. And it's cool, it goes in your land decks, right? It gives you another landfall trigger if there's an open attack or if there's some way to tap him. Yeah. He's he's cool. I like him. And he's got a neat picture on him too. Scroll of Fate, you like this one? I like this one. It's fine. This might actually find its way into my Lord of Tressorhorn deck alongside classics like Phyrexian Dreadnought, Eater of Days, and Leveler. Because I already play stifle effects to stifle Lord of Tressorhorn's ETB ability. If I put a face down or a manifested Eater of Days that has an enter the battlefield trigger of skip your next two fucking turns, (laughs) if I can... Scroll a fate it face down from my hand and then turn it face up for its mana cost. I skip that ETB ability and I just get a 9-8 for 4. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's, I don't mind that. And it
0: turns. Like if you have a dead land, it turns it into a 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. It, from the bottom to the top, that's a cool card.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Worthy mention before we get into the reprints, Sanctum of Eternity. Give it a read. It's a land that taps for colorless mana or for 2-tap
0: it return target commander you own from the battlefield to your hand activated only during your turn so it bounces your commander if you really want to but you can't do it in response to a wrath so it's not as good as it could be
1: you can only do it during your own turn yeah i was like yeah you can avoid the command tax you can pay the command tax now to and tap this land and bounce it in response to a wrath so you don't have to pay command tax but you have to only do but- it during i guess you can avoid your own wrath if you've got this and two other mana like Just floating around.
0: I think that this is a neat card in decks. Maybe, again, I'm going to go back to Omnath, where you want to protect your commander, but you don't necessarily... You need him in play, but you don't need him to attack. So you play him, you do all your shit, and then you think, okay, I can't win right now, so you put him back in your hand, so that way next turn you can put him back and keep going.
1: Yeah. Maybe? Like, there are strategies that do do that. You can protect sweepers, you can protect stuff, you can protect... Like targeted removal from hitting your commander. If they're, let's say you got a Voltron commander or you're just swinging with your commander and they path it, you're swinging, so it's your turn, so you can do this. Yeah. If you've got commanders that function like spells, you can bounce it to your hand and cast it again and get an ETB effect from it. Yeah. So there's multiple uses for this card for sure, but it doesn't protect your commander from your opponent's s- stuff on yeah. their turn. It
0: more sets you up to do the degenerate shit that. Some of the commanders do, like a Sidisi or something.
1: Ooh, I like it with Sidisi, yeah, because you just tutor every turn for, well, eight mana, because this is one, two to bounce it, five to cast Sidisi. Yeah. But tutoring every turn is not terrible. It
0: doesn't It doesn't hurt your chances of winning the game. Yeah. All right, should we do some, some reprints?
1: Yeah, What do we what do we want to touch on? I think we want to touch on things that were just kind of like going, ticking up in price, or stuff that we needed to get again, right? Yes. Just so we're not over on time.
0: I think a really good example of that is Ghostly Prison, because that was going up to ten eight
1: nine, ten bucks. Yeah. And I don't know.
0: It's an un- it's the what's the what's the blue version of it? Propaganda. Propaganda. It's white propaganda. Creatures can't attack you unless they their controller pays two mana to attack you. It's a good yeah. card.
1: Play all of the uh ghostly prisons that you want everybody, so mine and Brando's dockside extortionists will give us more mana. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what else do we have for? Intangible Virtue, I don't know if that was going up
1: in price, but that's a cool card. Yeah, I like
0: that card. It's an anthem for your tokens. Creature tokens. Gives yeah. them Vidge as well.
1: Oh, there's a rock egg. Remember we were talking about that yesterday? The the, the cards with egg creature type? Yeah. That goes in your egg tribal deck. <laughs> <laughs> Sun Titan is there, of course. He is white card draw advantage, whatever you want to call it, on a six six vigilante body. For six mana, that is a card that will always be welcome in my white commander decks, I think, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. I think people... That's just a good card. I like that card. I'm glad they're reprinting. I'm glad more people will have a chance to play with it because it is a really good card, especially in white where you're not going to draw a whole lot of resources. You have to find a way of stretching the ones that you do get.
1: Yes, very much so. Another good example, good reprint. Clever impersonator. Is that where you're going?
0: Hell yeah. That card is... I was looking to draft it in my Vegas Rotisserie draft. Couldn't do it at eight bucks.
1: Oh, you know, yeah, because you had no budget
0: left? Because it was too much money, so it'll hopefully go down a little bit. Maybe like four bucks. They printed it at Mythic in this. Was it Mythic before? I have no idea. Maybe. Yeah, but it's, it's a clone that clones any permanent on the battlefield. Land, enchantment, artifact. Oh, no, non-land land permanent. Oh, non-land? Ah, balls. Whatever. It gets Still everything good. else. You can't get a Gaia's Cradle, but you can get a whatever else you want. It's good.
1: Yeah. It's a good-ass card. You know what's weird? Like, look at this. Deep analysis, echoing truth, fact or fiction. It's like they're just printing us like... Eternal staples, what? yeah. These did these cards need it? Maybe Factor Fiction did because everybody always likes to play that card. But yeah.
0: Echoing Truth is another cool one. I think. I think that less people play maybe because not as many people
1: know about it. That's good in the uh, the pre or the pre con meta because it bounces every non land permanent with the same name. Yeah, nice Populate asshole. <laughs> yeah, another reason not to play Populate. Everybody, <laughs> sorry.
0: Um, Reality Shift got another print. I think it was going up a couple of bucks. It was a, it was a couple of bucks.
1: Exile target creature, its controller manifests the top card of their library.
0: So it's like a Pongify or a rapid hybridization.
1: Yeah, it's, it's except cool it card. could actually just give them a bigger creature.
0: Hypothetically, or it could take away their extra turn spell or the thing that they enlightened yeah. tutored for. It can do You all could kinds give of
1: them a 2-2 two, two that's really a face-down land and they can't do nothing with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: pretty good. They reprinted Ixedron with new art. I don't like the new art because the old art is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I don't know. If that's you don't, fine. If those, you think it's better, let us know in the comments. It's
1: if, still one of those like face down Morphe spider looking things. So it's they just kind of made a they just modernized it, right? It's yeah. like reinventing an old muscle car just in a modern with modern technology.
0: Sure. <laughs> the River Kelpie comes back, gets a a reprint. It was up near eight or nine bucks, I think. It was a big money card, not big money, but it was something that had a high price tag that necessarily didn't need it. So it's coming down. That's good. Vesuvian Shapeshifter, I believe, was
1: also a couple of dollars. Was that expensive? That got expensive. F- and they get new art on it too, hey? Yeah. That's kind of neat.
0: I think the art is ugly as hell, but that's just a game. That's just <laughs> me. I
1: think it's a throwback to the old art, though, like that kind of mirror left to right image. Yeah, it's just a
0: lamer picture. I don't know. I think Vesuvian Shapeshifter was, the, or was it Vesuvian Doppelganger that was so expensive? I
1: think the Doppelganger was the expensive one.
0: Either way. We're getting that. Big Game Hunter, I think, was unduly expensive. They blueprint. Yeah, it was a few bucks. Oh. It kills everything that Breach, through the Breach, or Sneak and Show, puts into play.
1: Well, except for, like, does it get emerquel? Yeah. It does, because Emrakul is protection from instants, right? Yeah. Instants and sorceries. Yeah. Cool. You you pitch
0: him and one him. He's a 1-1. When he comes into play, kill a thing, power 4,
1: greater camp, regenerated. Super good. Neat. Dang, that even gets Lord of Tresserhorn because it can't be regenerated. <laughs> no! Now everybody going to have access tech against me. <laughs> I like that uh, Grim Horror Specs got a reprint. That is whenever a, cr- a non-token creature you control dies, draw a card. That was in the morph deck because it has morph. That is the least relevant morph I've ever seen. Why on.
0: does it have morph?
1: Because it was in like Khan's block and that was a morph block. It's fine. I, get, yeah, I guess you flip him over in response to a wrath. Haha, <laughs> sucker,
0: I'm going to draw a bunch of
1: cards. Yep. Oh, chaos warp in red. That card always ticks back up. It's like soul ring, right? It goes in lots of red decks, so it like ticks back up to five or six bucks, and then they reprint it, and then it ticks back up. Sort of like how um, eternal witness does too, or soul ring. Yeah, or soul ring. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, I like this super trolly move on wizard's behalf. Love okay, this. so there was a comic book promo of faithless looting. That had alternate art specifically for the comic. Well, they reprinted it in this Commander product with the comic book art. Still can't get the comic book art and foil. <laughs> troll, 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 la 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 la. Good on you, wizards. Yeah. Hey, we got a Magus of the Wheel. Yeah, I forgot about that guy. Magus of the Wheel is excellent. He came back. Yeah, he was probably getting to be a few bucks. Hey, he's he's Wheel of Fortune on a dude. Yeah,
0: he's really good. He's very cool. I play him in my Norn deck. Yep, of course I do.
1: Garrick Primal Hunter—that's the draw card. Garrick, that is like green, green, green. Two minus three him, he dies. But you draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. It's pretty good. Yeah, he is going to draw you lots of cards. I
0: do. There was also like maybe less money, but still a good reprint. And Beast Within Elemental Bond is another good one.
1: Here's um, here's but, the here's the green reprint though. Seedborn Muse. Yeah. Right. It ticked back up after Battle Bond to twelve or thirteen bucks. Now it's going to be nothing. Yes. Well, not nothing. It'll probably still be a couple bucks, but that's a good reprint.
0: Yes, it is. the The amount of money that that card cost was lunacy. Another one that is insane expensive, and I don't understand why, is Tempt with Discovery.
1: What? Who's playing that card? People who. It was. It was only in Commander thirteen or something, right?
0: Do you know why this card gets played? Because people to, are idiots? To take advantage of people that don't understand. This is the equivalent of saying, what are we playing? Oh, I just built this in the car on my way over here. That's what tempted of Discovery is like, you get a land. You get any land. Just put it into play. And every single time you get Urborg, Tomb of Yawgmoth, and Cabal Coffers. Or Gaia's and, Cradle. And, and Gaia's Cradle. Yeah, Why you not? you convince
1: all your opponents to just search for a land.
0: Yeah, because all of your opponents get whatever their land is. And unless their land is strip mine... You aren't going to oh, be getting ahead.
1: Dude, you always get strip mine if you're not the guy casting this card.
0: Oh, yeah. 100% you do.
1: Or even if you are the guy casting this card. Yeah, get the strip you, mine. You get the strip mine if anybody takes the bait. Yeah. You can get any land. Oh, if, yeah. Yeah, I'll search two. Then I can then I get to search two cards, right? Yeah. Uh, So I get strip mine and wasteland. I get your fucking cabal coffers that you already had and you said no. And I get your guy's cradle cuz you said yeah and i just get two lands and i get fucking both of your shitty fucking lands <laughs> yeah yeah tempt of the sky. Scu- it was it was big money and that's why people are playing yeah. it yeah yeah okay you got me yeah Every so often
0: i know my stuff there's some split cards i'm not going to talk about those because i'm F- triggered <laughs> uh-
1: <laughs> what what about Sol ring these are the these are the artifacts that i like mimic vat with new art Ve- and it's cool new art yeah meteor yep. golem also good uh, it's fine but it's not expensive Lightning Greaves always ticks back up.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to see Greaves instead of Swiftfoot Boots.
1: Sol Ring always ticks back up. like to see those. Thran Dynamo always ticks back up. Yep. Stranic Resonator always ticks back up. Yeah, on its way up. Solemn Simulacrum ticked back up. Yep.
0: Also with new art. Yeah. That's also cool.
1: Yeah, so all of those are good. Do, do these make you feel... Oh, and a bunch of lockets. You like those, I know. Right. <laughs> Shut up. All of those are welcome and wanted reprints for you to, again, probably say that this is better product than last year.
0: Yes. The, the greaves especially. Honestly, I run out of lightning greaves all the time, and I hate buying them.
1: Yeah, because they're always expensive. I
0: hate paying money for lightning greaves. And if I get at least one set, it's an uncommon here, so maybe I'll get two or three of them.
1: I'm, I'm happy. I like that we are getting some of those um, two-type lands, right? There's some fetchable land. we got a cinder glade. And a prairie stream.
0: There's one other one, too, I think, isn't there? there? I don't know. Yeah, there, there are more. two
1: basic land types, so they add, like, Prairie Stream taps to add white or blue. And Sunken Hollow was the other one. Oh, yeah. Black, and it's a plains and... and island. Yep. And Prairie Stream enters the battlefield tapped unless you control two or more basic lands. Are those Czech lands? What are the, I, There's so many names for the land cycles now. I don't know. I think those are,
0: like, the Czech duels. They're Cause, good. Cause I like them. you can them. fetch them. I think they're cool. I th- I'm glad that they're coming. They're not big money or anything, but, I mean, if you're not going to go out and spend a bunch of money on actual duels, that's a good one to have. Especially hey. if you have a budget mana base already.
1: Look, we got some some uh, Odyssey filters, too. How many of these did we get? Sungrass, Prairie, you... Uh, Darkwater Catacombs is another one. One and Tap it to give you two mana of, like, your guild color that you're in? yeah. Yeah.
0: They're cool, man. Oh, I was saying earlier they should print Exotic Orchard, and they did. Oh, yeah, good on them. <laughs> exotic Orchard, add one mana of any color that are land an opponent controls could produce. I
1: think that was in C17, now that you mention it. I it's think a good that card. it was.
0: They're yeah. reprinting Myriad Landscape. They're reprinting Reliquary Tower. Reprinting Rogue's Passage. All cool. Thespian Stage. Lots of neat land coming in on this one. I like this. It's not overwhelmingly awesome, but there
1: are some cards that if you don't have them you're going to want them ash barons as well and guy reach sanitarium and a $3 Bajuka Bog common from worldwake bajuke they're getting everybody's getting bajuked up in here yeah
0: <laughs> but there's and then of course there's
1: some stinkers like hey wait. hold on a second what? wait a second do you say get bajuked or do you say get bogged like i'm going to um i'll bog you like you you lay down your bajuka bog on the battlefield do you say i'll bog you or do you say get bajuked or i, I bajuke you i say get bajuked Get juked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I say, dude. Uh. they plan- I just want to
0: talk about how they're reprinting Rick's Motti Dungeon Palace because everybody wanted that.
1: Rick's Motti DP. I bet you the Ractos do lots of DP. Do not Google that. Do not
0: Google that.
1: Do not. You know that people are going to. Hundred percent, they're going to,
0: and I feel. What the fuck were they Why are they reprinting Temple of the False God?
1: Oh fuck! I was hoping you wouldn't. God notice. damn it! Stop D- encouraging j- that
0: j- wizards. Jury's j- j-
1: out. Yep. Product sucks. Yeah. End of review. How excited was I? And now I'm just no. What if you got a super misprinted like product where you opened it and it was just all temples and Aeon engines? I
0: would Do you know how much that would be worth? Well, yeah, that so I'd be happy for that.
1: Or just like, like super miscut or crimped or like really bad versions of the color errors on like cool car like cool misprints on shit that like you hate like that.
0: I would auction it off for charity and then burn it on a YouTube video. That would be so cool. Yeah.
1: We could we could bite it. Like we didn't bite a foil moonline burger. That
0: 100% happened. First you bit it, then I bit it, then Okami bit it, and then it was in half.
1: You, I don't know if that happened. <laughs> so there's the set. It's the whole set. Final thoughts of the day. Thank our gracious overlords. Thank the patrons. Thank the listeners. Tell us what... Uh, make us... Send us out on a feel-good. I'm going to do my best. First, we're going to thank face2face
0: FaceToFaceGames.com. They're our official sponsor, our Evil Overlords, and Canada's Biggest Magic Store. I want to thank all of the patrons and all the listeners who have been joining us over the last couple of weeks. We look forward to meeting most of you, if not all of you, in GP or MF in Vegas.
1: And we'll beat Wholesale Ass there. This is the yep. end of the beating of the Wholesale Ass in Vegas.
0: Yeah, Our next episode is going to be, actually, we have plans to record during our 14-hour layover on our flight home.
1: Oh, that's the end of the arc. Yeah, Next week yeah. is the last episode of the arc.
0: Yeah. yeah. You and me and Joel will regale people with how well everything went, the wedding, everything else, all the cool stuff that we got to do, all the great people that we got to meet. Hopefully, you are among them. And uh, I think that's it. As for this set, I think it's really good. I think it's way better than last year. There's lots and lots of cards in it that I'm personally excited for. Let us know through any of our media contacts. They're in the list down below or CommanderCoat.com. Ooh. And one last thing before we go, I should remind you that we do have a $25 gift certificate from FaceToFaceGames.com up for grabs. Just head by the website, leave a comment on one of our episodes, let them know that picking us up was a great thing. Say hi from Ryan and Brando. Big F you to the guys in the, is warehouse. It the Warehouse. Warehouse. In the warehouse at face2facegames.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks, all of you, for being here, and we will look forward to meeting you again to create stories to tell on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!